coming up on Pass the Secret Sauce. I think society has taught us that we need to rate everything and it needs to be good or bad. And we have, you know, all these thoughts of like, oh, that was bad or terrible or like, that was awesome. Um, but when it comes to meditation, it's just the practice of doing it, okay. right? There's benefits that are going to show up, whether you feel like you thought the entire time or if you felt like you were in no thought the entire time. The real magic is right in that consistency and that practice of just getting that 20 minutes in and allowing your body just to release whatever it has that's either mental or physical and restart the day. Welcome to the show. I'm Matt Shields. On Pass the Secret Sauce, we unscramble the life stories, skills, and secrets from the most wicked smart minds and interesting people to uncover their experience and recipes for success that will help you get an edge on your own life. My goal is to help you rein in on the chaos that life throws at us by learning from other high achievers. If you're new to the show, we have episodes with founders, CEOs, investors, and leaders. So if you like to learn and are motivated to improve your life, then kick back and listen to our guests pass their secret sauce. I am Ken Clitoris, creator of Stillness to Success. So Sunday dinner was always kind of a big family thing. Uncles and grandparents kind of got together on Sunday. And I've taken that tradition forward in life of at least having one day to sit down for a meal, bring everybody together and really try to bring that family dynamic together. Um, Cause I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and where it was the rest of the week, you know, just kind of grab and go, you know, everybody kind of comes in whenever they can, you know, busy, busy weeks and whatnot. Exactly. Right. Um, yeah, everybody kind of fended for themselves for dinners, for the most part, um, on a daily basis. So yeah, yeah. yeah. What uh, did you have any entrepreneurial influences growing up at all, or is this something that you, uh, you know, kind of, you know, planted your flag and said that this is what I was going to do? Uh, both. So my uncle was a financial advisor when I was growing up, so I kind of knew that's kind of one of the things I wanted to do, and then. While I was in high school, uh, my family started a construction company mm -hmm. and grew that to a multi-million dollar business uh, pretty quickly. What, what type of construction did you guys do? Uh, landscape installation and construction. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so so what, what, what was the rest of your life like, you know, kind of fill in the gap um, between, you know, high school and, you know, you starting the, the business that we're going to talk about today. Um, did you go to co college? You know, what, what were some of those catalysts that, you know, really started to push you in this, in this direction? Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely didn't have a straight line path. Didn't think I'd be doing what I'm doing today. Um, so it'd be nice to talk about that later. Um, but originally, like I said, I knew I wanted to be a financial advisor. So I got an undergraduate degree in finance, worked at a broker dealer to learn like the back office and support, uh, went back and got my MBA with a concentration in finance. And then, you know, got trained at Morgan Stanley, went through their training program, and then went independent shortly after that and joined a small team of like, I think it was 20 financial advisors when I started, um, started at the, you know, bottom of the totem pole, no clients, no nothing, 100% commission, like good luck. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a few short years later, I was actually running that branch and all was good. So, so you, you had a knack for sales as well, it sounds like, right? I mean, you were able to, to, to build yourself up on a commission-only basis into you know, the leadership positions there, yeah? Yeah. Um, 
I feel like everything's kind of sales mm -hmm. uh, and how you communicate is always, you know, you're always trying to convince somebody to do one thing or the other. Um, but when you have clearly defined targets and, you know, you know what you need to do to have success, I'd naturally, you know, want to make sure I hit those targets and beyond. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I couldn't agree more. And, and, you know, you could even argue, and we'll get into to you know what you're doing today. But you could even argue with, you know, meditating, and that is a form of communicating with yourself. Yes, would you agree with that? Yes, I would. Right. Yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, so explain how you, you know, did you get burned out with the financial planning side of things, or what was what was the transition? What was the catalyst to, that made you want to 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 make that shift from financial planning into um, you know, into more of the, the coaching and meditation stillness side of things? Yeah. Um, well, I guess it's two things. One, I had what I would call like my epiphany moment. You know, a lot of people, you know, hit rock bottom or something happens where like their whole life shifts and they figure out who they are, what they want. And because of that, um, so mine was a little different. I was actually pretty happy in my life, wasn't expecting to, to make any changes, right? Just making good money, running an office of financial advisors, like every day, you know, gave me something to grow, but at the same time, every day was kind of the same. And I just felt like I was, you know, my life was on repeat. There was no more like growth or excitement. Um, and so when I was on vacation, uh, I had this moment where I was just nothing to do all day, um, which was very rare for me. And uh, just sitting, you know, on a patio overlooking the ocean, listening to the waves crash, and just this wave of just clarity kind of washed over me and washed away kind of all of my beliefs about what I could achieve in life, where I was going, and, you know, kind of the trajectory of my life and left me feeling very abundant, like a lot of possibilities, and I could, like, I could achieve anything. Um, but anybody that's had a really good time on vacation knows, like, you come home. And real life is waiting for you and you're back to the grind. Um, but that's when I decided to start searching for a way to live in that mindset and that place on a daily basis. And that's kind of how this whole, you know, meditation stillness thing came to, to be. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you, you found meditation in that moment? Like, did it, did it just like you, you kind of snapped into that mindset? at that point? Or is this something that you were trying to replicate and, and you found that meditation and stillness was able to, to get you back to that same point that you, that you were in? Like, I, I guess I'm kind of looking at meditation as a, a thing that you're trying to achieve. Like it's a state of, of mindset that you're trying to achieve. And I, I guess the question is, did you, do you feel like you achieved that at that point? And maybe I'm completely wrong about that. Maybe it's not literally a mindset whatsoever. So, you know, curious on your, your thoughts about that. Um, so I'd say you're, you're partially correct. One, I had that experience, right? I wasn't, wasn't a meditator, right? Very financial advisors, like we don't meditate. Um, that was <laughs> nothing that I would even expect to, to be doing. Um, so it wasn't like I had that experience. It was like, oh, I need to start meditating. Um, what it was more, it was just kind of through the process of learning different techniques and taking different trainings. I realized that everything came back to the conversation I was having in my head. And so, you know, reached out to did my research on like how to learn how to meditate. There happened to be a training center close by, signed up, had a incredible experience the first time that I meditated and have been meditating ever since. Um, and then that's just grown into today, right? I meditate 
have my morning routine that I share with people. And then once a year, I actually do a week in silence as kind of like the big thing for the year. And then my daily meditations is kind of like the daily practice. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So would, would you, would you say that, I, I guess, how can I say this? Um, would you say that, that meditation is sort of your escape or like a, a, a crutch, if you will, something that you rely on to, to help you in, in stressful situations or, um, you know, how, how do you, how do you refer to, to meditation? Like, what is it, what is it, what does it do for you? I guess. Yeah. So, so it's interesting. You used the word crutch and I was like, Oh, I was taken back. I'm like, that's not a crutch. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I didn't. I, and I paused yeah. before I said that I'm like, I don't really know, you know what, it, what the right term would be for, for this. Cause like, and, you know, we talked about this before, before we started recording, but yeah. you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking for this, you know, this, um, you know, personally looking for this, this outlet for, you know, that, that spiritual connection or something that I can, you know, identify with. I don't really, I don't really, I've never identified with going and sitting in a church pew. So I'm curious if this sort of holds that same, you know, that same place in your mind as, you know, that same comfort in your mind that other people might go to church and, and find. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious if there's any correlations or anything like that for you there. I would say for some people that probably is the case for me, it's more just spending time with myself. Um, you know, it really provides just mental clarity and allows me to step back from the noise and all of the things going on in my head. Um, which I know sounds kind of weird. So I, I like to relate it to like working out, right. You know, that if you want to have a certain physique or do certain things, you need to, you know, put in the work, do the cardio and all those things. Um, so meditation is like daily cardio. You yeah, know, if you do interesting. it, it's going to make the rest of the day better, right? So the benefits of meditation aren't in the meditation. It's in the clarity that you have through the rest of the day. Okay. So, and, and so when you're saying clarity, would you say that, uh, you know, what, what are the things that this would help you with? You, or what, what were the things that you realized, you know, you obviously were in a very, very stressful, you know, high productivity type environment. Um, when you, when you started meditating, what were some of those differences that you realized from, you know, kind of the old world to the new world? I mean, to say everything changed obviously sounds a little too much, um, but it really does really. So for me, again, you know, kind of stressful environment, I had probably had a little bit of OCD and a strong need to control everything. And it all stemmed from right the thoughts in my head of like, okay, this could happen, this could happen. And just that constant chatter. And once that chatter dissipates throughout your day, you're just more in tune to what's actually occurring and not the story that you're creating about what's occurring. And so your whole life gets better. You get better relationships. You know, your clients are having different conversations with you, coworkers, everything is just better because you're actually paying attention to what's occurring not to the story in your head that you've created based on what you think is occurring. If that Interesting. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, you, you, you perhaps had a form of meditation or experienced a form of meditation when you're sitting looking at the ocean, but it sounds like you went to uh, some type of training or, or program um, where they, they helped you, um, you know, with your meditation practice. 
one of the th- I, I've I've attempted attempted quote unquote attempted uh, meditation a number of times, and I can never you know get out of my head. And it sounds like you're able to do that relatively easy. Do you have any techniques or or tips on how to you know silence the inner the inner mat the inner speak and uh, uh, you know be able to to clear your mind? Multiple comments. Um, I tried different meditations and. I found the one that was easiest was like a mantra based meditation. And so I actually went out and got certified to teach people how to do that type of meditation, right. To help people feel more connected to themselves and have an easy way to transcend the thought. Um, But in general, I hear that a lot that people think that like they're going to sit down to meditate for whatever, 20 minutes, and they're not going to have a thought, but that's not the case. You're going to think the whole time. And so if you go into a meditation with the mindset of, I'm not going to think for 20 minutes, you're going to get disappointed immediately and stop. But if you go into it knowing that you're going to have thoughts and these things are going to happen and you're going to have emotions and things come up, and that's all part of the process, I think it makes it a lot easier to do the meditation. Okay. And, and you said the mantra style, what, what does, what does that mean? Like what, what's the difference between that and a different style or, or explain, I guess, what mantra is. Yeah. So mantra is basically you're repeating, you know, a sound or a mantra uh, to okay. yourself in your head. So it gives you something to technically focus on to keep you from like having all the thoughts. And then when you notice that you have a thought, you can come back to the mantra, you know, so an easy one is be like a ohm mantra, mm-hmm. right? So you would just sit and repeat ohm silently in your head. And then, you know, Matt would have all these thoughts and then you'd be like, oh, I'm having these thoughts, go back to Ohm. And you would just do that for the 20 minutes. And you would have at some point during that times where you couldn't remember whether you were having a thought, if you were saying the mantra or if you were asleep or like, it's kind of this weird thing. And that's, you know, what they call the gap, um, which is kind of where like the magic is. And you really get to transcend all your thoughts and have that infinite space there. Um, and they get to experience that. Interesting. Interesting. So do you, you mentioned that a lot of people seem to have a hard time, you know, getting into that state. Are there, you know, is this, is this influenced by, um, you know, food, caffeine, anything like that? Like, is there any type of, um, I guess, uh, routine that you should sort of stick to leading up to this point when you're planning on meditating, or is this something that you can, you know, kind of just sit down at any point and, and, you know, get yourself into this, you know, into that state. There's no other lifestyle changes that need to happen. Um, okay. so if you're the kind of person that, you know, that drinks caffeine all day long and then can go to bed, like you could drink caffeine all day and meditate. Um, only thing that we kind of teach is, that right you want to meditate first thing in the morning which almost sounds counterintuitive because you just woke up um but it's actually a different like mental state than sleep so if you can wake up meditate you're basically priming yourself to have a very successful day um because you've sharpened that you know mental instrument before you even start interesting okay and and um are you are you can you rate like your your meditation sessions like that was a you know that was a good session and and what does a good session like i i guess i'm i'm 
how do you how do you know if you're doing it right? Like, is there is there something that you would feel or know or like some kind of cue that you would say, okay, yeah, that you know, I I've meditated and I did that one right or that you know that that's what's supposed to happen when yeah. when we do that. I think society has taught us that we need to rate everything and it needs to be good or bad. And we have, you know, all these thoughts of like, Oh, that was bad or terrible. Or like, that was awesome. Um, but when it comes to meditation, it's just the practice of doing it, okay. right? There's benefits that are going to show up, whether you feel like you thought the entire time, or if you felt like you were in no thought the entire time, the real magic is right in that consistency and that practice of just getting that 20 minutes in and allowing your body just to release whatever it has it's either mental or physical and restart the day. Mm-hmm. So, and, so yeah, there's no good you, or bad. Are you, are you look, looking for certain, like, would you, would you meditate? Like, is there, is there a term, like I'm going to meditate on it? Like you're trying to solve some kind of a problem and, you know, through, like, I, I I've noticed, you know, in my own life, if I'm trying to think of something normally more on the creative side of things, like I'm trying to think of a, a company name or, you know, something to name, something or a way to, to do a logo, whatever it is, right? Something more on the creative side of things. You know, when I'm, I'm sitting there staring at it, I can't see it. But if I just, you know, kind of step away and, you know, go and do something else, all of a sudden, like something snaps and, and oh, oh, that's the answer. That's, you know, that's what we can call it, or that's what, you know, we can, can use. Is it sort of the same thing with meditation where you want to have some type of a problem? You know, obviously it doesn't have to be that way, but if you're, if you're trying to solve something, is that something that you'd want to, you know, kind of have in your mind and then, you know, get into the, the mantra, um, you know, process to, to try to solve those types of things? Or is this just something that you want to just have an open mind and see whatever, you know, whatever comes to mind or whatever comes up? What are your thoughts there? So, well, yeah, I have numerous thoughts, but it's interesting because you, you mentioned that when you want to solve something and really tap into, right, that creative, I'll call it subconscious, because right when you were focused on it consciously, it wasn't coming. but when you subconsciously kind of stepped away, kind of the answer came to you. That's kind of what I was hearing. Mm -hmm, Um, But you were doing something else, right? You weren't focusing on it while you were doing the other thing, right? You let it go, detached from it. And then somehow it was solved automatically for you and it came to you. And I say, that's how you should look at a meditation. If you have things going on, right? Whether you're conscious of them or not, your meditation allows you to tap into that we'll call it subconscious, even though in meditation, you're not really tapping into anything and allows those answers and those whispers of like intuition, if you will, or just that, whatever you want to call it, inner voice, you, you're allowed to hear it. And then you get into the habit, the more and more stillness you create mentally to being able to tap into that more and more just throughout your day. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And define what you mean by stillness. What, what like, what's the What's the, the thought or the, the definition that you think of when you, when you say stillness? Um, yeah, I say stillness because it's not just meditation, right? I do silent practice, uh, different things like that. But I think the best way to describe it is, right? It's like your power is in your stillness. The ability to just sit in the problem or the solution or the moment, be still, not have all this thought and noise, and just really be present and still there and then take that power to do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So what are, what are the, some of the, the, you know, specific changes that you realized in your life after you started, you started doing this? Yeah, well, so I'd say my business on the 
uh, wealth management side changed dramatically. You know, I really honed into what was really making me feel good about what I was doing, why I was having the most impact. And, you know, I had the ability because I knew what I wanted to actually make those changes and create the business I wanted, which was awesome. Um, at that time, you know, I'd written a book already. Um, I wanted to learn how to sail. So I sailed 200 hours that first year while working full-time and changing a business and running an office. Um, so all of those things. And then today, right, conversations I was having with people, they always ask, you know, what are you doing differently? You seem so more relaxed. Everything seems to be going well for you. You're happy. Like, what's going on? Um, and then, you know, have one-on-one -on -one conversations of like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, people would start to kind of see the benefits themselves. And then they'd ask other people and it kind of started to grow. And that's when I realized that, you know, stillness was something that more people needed. Hey, it's Matt. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I've connected with hundreds of extremely successful entrepreneurs. We've interviewed multimillionaires, a few billionaires, top marketers, technologists, brokers, and so, so many more. Many of our guests have even landed on the Fortune 5000 or even the 500 list on at least one occasion. These people are doers, and these are the type of leaders that you want to be connected with and learn from. This whole thing started because I know that the fastest way to success was following others who have done what I'm looking to do first. We created Pass the Secret Sauce so that we could get our own business questions answered and that we could get access to the best minds in business. You see, entrepreneurs are my people, and I truly enjoy connecting with and learning from other successful business owners, and I wanted you, my listeners, to be the first to know about something new coming out. We're calling this 99 Entrepreneur Strong, and it's a community of like-minded business owners just like you who want to learn from and connect with other business owners to create generational wealth together. 99 Entrepreneur Strong is a community of individuals just like you who want to strengthen their business, learn what techniques are generating revenue for other business owners, and perhaps even collaborating on future projects and products. The goal is to get your business growing so that you can begin creating generational wealth. As you probably know by now, we invest in large multifamily opportunities, and we want to help our network of entrepreneurs be able to do the same. Some of my best friends are business owners, and it's so much fun being able to create opportunities and grow together. With 99 Entrepreneur Strong, you'll be able to network with people from all sections of industry, from investors looking to deploy capital to new opportunities, project managers looking for investors, marketing experts, contractors, mindset gurus, manufacturers, and so, so much more. I've been at this entrepreneur role for a while, and I know it takes a community to make just one business work. And the 99 Entrepreneur Strong Community is my attempt to shorten your learning curve to get you plugged into leading experts that you need fast. All this so that you can generate the capital to invest in other passive income opportunities, such as multifamily. Unlike other groups, 99 Entrepreneur Strong is a private organization that you have to apply for. Once you're approved in the group, we will match you with other entrepreneurs who we feel you will connect with. We hold monthly mastermind sessions where members will present their business story. 
what they need, and what they may be struggling with. And the group will offer suggestions, resources, or solve the business problems together. We also will hold other framework sessions throughout the month where other 99 Entrepreneur Strong members will present what they are currently doing in their own companies. Every session will be recorded and added to the library so you will have access to these resources whenever you need them. When you grow your business with scale, you can also impact other areas that are important to you. With the 99 Entrepreneur Strong Project, combined with our portfolio of multifamily assets and network of other entrepreneurs, our personal impact project is to eradicate the euthanasia of dogs. It's a lofty goal, but I know we can have huge impacts when we join together. So by applying to be a member of 99 Entrepreneur Strong, you'll learn how to make your business grow with tactical advice. You'll network and personally partner with other extremely successful individuals. You'll learn about other generational wealth building opportunities. And perhaps the biggest impact is that you'll help eradicate dog euthanasia. With that, I look forward to meeting you, learning from you, and helping you grow. To learn more, go to 99entrepreneurstrong.com to bring into their life and not from the format or idea of I'm going to meditate and go live on a hill and like sell all my stuff. Yeah. Right? Cause like, I think that is something that a lot of people think is what's going to happen. Right. And there's that still that like thought. And I wanted to really change that and say, you know, you can have stillness and success and use it as a way to, you know, create the life that you truly want to live because you know what it is and you're willing to do the work. And so that's kind of how, you know, what I'm doing now is came to be. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and, and talk about some of the success stories that your, that your students have had. Does anything come to mind as like these, these big shifts that they've, that they've experienced in their own lives as well? Yeah. I mean, it's always funny because I hear a lot like from people that, they're like, I don't, you know, you're talking about the stillness thing. I don't get it. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, just, just give it a shot. Like, see what happens. And, you know, I'll get the text. Like, I get it now. And it's always interesting because for each person, right, whatever I'd say is the biggest issue kind of gets solved pretty quickly because they, right, find their stillness. And then through our course, we teach them, you know, how to create values and, you know, a vision and create like real meaningful goals for themselves and then start to take action. Um, but you know, I've had students make career changes, um, or like have options on the table, especially recently, right. Of like, what job should I take? And it's like, well, you know, the answer, right. So we kind of walk through it and then they take the job and they're like, oh, I was so happy. That wasn't the job I wanted. I thought, but when I really sat on it, meditated on it, if you will, yeah. um, I realized it was this other job and then they've, you know, taken it and really enjoyed it. Um, we have one. Not that we say that this is going to solve numerous things, but, you know, uh, one of the students stopped taking Xanax and he'd gotten to the point where he was so stressed. He was taking two or three a day, you know, two weeks later, he's called me. He's like, I haven't taken a Xanax in two days. And I feel great. Wow. Like, you know, good for you. Right. Yeah. But I would never put that on any marketing or tell anybody here like, oh, you're not going to yeah. take Xanax anymore. But, um, you know, that was something. And then another one is like, we had a guy come in and he had thought for two or three years, he wanted to create a course and he just never had gotten around to it. And kind of the same thing, you know, a month later, he's like, Hey, I, uh, you know, I've got my course written out. I'm really making some progress here. 
you know, and then, and it's just interesting to me. I'm like, you know, for years you didn't do anything, a little stillness and some clarity and all of a sudden like it's coming to fruition. So yeah, it could change anything. Yeah. Yeah. And what are some of the mistakes that you see people making, you know, common, common things that you, you, you try to help, I guess, clean up in, in people's practice, right? Are there any things that, you know, kind of come to mind that people might be doing wrong when they're, when they're trying to, you know, find their own stillness? I mean, the most common is going to be on the one you mentioned, like thinking they're not going to have any thoughts or thinking that the benefit is in the meditation itself. And then, you know, not looking for it elsewhere. Um, or feeling like a lot of people like to do guided meditations. And for me, while they're great, you know, you got to really tune into yourself and who you are. And that doesn't come from a guided meditation. Guided meditations are more for like setting a specific intention or getting a certain outcome. Whereas like a true, just, you know, mantra based meditation is really tuning into yourself. Mm -hmm. And and how would you, I guess, with the, the guided meditation, does the room have a uh, a common theme, I guess, like where everybody's trying to work on the same thing, or are those guided where, you know, you can sort of interpret whatever the, you know, whatever that guided path is to apply to whatever you're, you know, whatever you're struggling with, or whatever you're trying to uh, tackle in your own life? Yeah, I mean, so most guided meditations, I, mean, I guess, if you go to one, you would go to one with where they're working on what you want to work on. But if you just download one, right, there's different meditations for like different things. You know, mm -hmm. most of the apps out there, the Calm or, or you know, Inside Timer, they all have guided meditations. And so you would just say like, oh, I'm really feeling stressed today. I'm going to do a guided meditation on that, you know, or something like that. Whereas the mantra based, right, you don't need a phone, you don't need an, an app, internet connection, or like any real intention. You just get to sit and relax have your experience with yourself and then go out and continue to conquer on the day. Mm -hmm. what, what about, I guess, your, your environment too? Um, are there, are there things that you can do to, um, I, I guess, calm yourself down? You know, do you do this like in a grassy area on the beach, your feet off, your shoes off? Uh, you know, what, talk a little bit about that environment, you know, sort of setting up uh, yourself to, to be as relaxed and uh, hopefully as successful as possible. Yeah. Um, I'd say if you're just learning how to meditate, don't go outside. Cause like, right. The noise, I guess the ocean for some people would be relaxing, but right. There's those crashing. It's, it's really loud. Um, so when you first start meditating, really it's about maybe creating a space in your house, whether it's like your favorite chair or, you know, next to your bed, cause it's in the morning, like wherever your area is where you feel you can relax, not be bothered and really just sit with yourself, right? Then you would continually sit if you could in that place so that your like whole physiology knows like when I sit here, like I'm going to relax, going to meditate and enjoy this experience. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the best way to start. Excellent. And, and so it sounds like, like when I pick picture meditation, you know, there's always someone sitting there cross-legged, you know, with, you know, their arms out or their hands yeah. open, you know, there, there isn't any, you know, position that, that is more inspirational. It's however you're comfortable, right? I mean, you could be laying down, you could be sitting in a chair, you could be balancing on one foot, you know, I mean, is there any, is there any, you know, 
uh, you know, body position that seems to, to work better for most than others? I guess that's kind of what in the beginning I mentioned that, right, different systems have different ideas. So there are those systems that like you have to have the straight back and sit like this and it's really uncomfortable. Um, and I'm just more practical than that. So that's why we teach, again, just like the mantra based. So I wouldn't say lay down because you'd probably fall asleep because you'd get so comfortable, you know, but, you know, I started in a chair and then I got a meditation pillow that I sit on. Um, but yeah, it's just about being comfortable and relaxed. So that way you're not, you're not so concerned on a position that, you know, it's taking over and like, you're going to stop because you're uncomfortable, right? It's like, find your favorite chair, sit down, repeat your mantra for 20 minutes and relax and go take the day. And it doesn't have to be this, you know, very structured thing when you start. And, and the meditation pillow, is that just a, a large pillow? Is there anything, you know, special about it or what's with, you know, what's with the, uh, the meditation pillow? Um, I guess it technically could just be a pillow, um, but it's, you know, buckwheat and, you know, it's just a little taller so you could sit above your legs, um, but your legs are still in front of you. But I just got tired of sitting in chairs because I felt more comfortable on the ground once I'd meditated for a while. And so I just got my meditation pillow now, right? Because it's the only thing I do on that pillow. Um, my body knows if I'm sitting on the pillow, we're meditating, we're relaxing. And so right, again, that physiology of just being in that environment. Yeah, love it. If um, if people want to learn more about you, your your services, um, and actually, I guess there's there's two different things. Do you have any tips for people that are looking to, you know, incorporate this into their lifestyle? And maybe those tips are even you know something that you offer. Um, but but what are your what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, easiest thing that I could say for somebody that wants to learn without obviously signing up for something. Um, is just starting to find those moments and being very aware of what you're doing. And by that, I mean, right, if you're easy enough, like if you're doing the dishes, like be focused on doing the dishes. If you're cooking, focus on that. And just being very like single-minded in what you're doing is a great way to start. But I know that's kind of hard. Mm -hmm. um, so that, or, you know, if you're, if you have never used like Calm or Insight Timer or one of those apps, and that's a great way to start because it's really convenient. It gives you something to think about. Right? It's on your phone. So, and they're usually free. So those are the best ways to start. Yeah. And and does this help to, like, I, I know quite a few people that, I mean, in my opinion, I mean, they're basically addicted to their, to their phone, right? You know, they yeah. sit there and that's, you know, they stare at it day in, day out, you know, all day long. And, uh, you know, there's actually, I forget what the study was, but something like, like on average, people spend like, Seven, they're, they're calculating that people will spend like 17 years of their life if they, wow. the way that the way that they are using it now, um, you know, so say, you know, someone younger, uh, the way that most people are using their phones right now, they will literally spend 16, 16 or 17 years of their life on, you know, on their phone or mobile device. Um, so, you know, I, I could absolutely see that this is, you know, a great um, release to remove yourself from that, yeah. you know, that, that, uh, desire to, to sit here and scroll on, on the phone. So maybe, you know, just even thinking, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting that craving to see what's going on on social, you know, maybe, you know, every, every other time that you have that, or, you know, every few hours, let's go meditate rather than spending, you know, 20 minutes scrolling. 
Um, you know, would yeah. that would you agree that that would be a you know a, a better use of your time than sitting there scrolling on your phone? Well, yeah, especially like you know, like I think everybody has this happen where you're like mindlessly scrolling. You don't even know how you got onto social, and then you're like just you know 14 hours in, and you're like, what's going on? How'd I get here? Um, but again, it's, right, it's just easy. It's habitual. You've created that kind of state where you're always checking it. And, you know, whether it's the 20 minutes of your meditation practice where you get to step away from that, you know, that's another thing I guess we didn't talk about earlier. Like a lot of people are like, oh, should I set an alarm? Do I have to keep my phone? Like they really want their phone close by, right? It's like mm-hmm. attachment. Um, you know, and I say, don't set an alarm because it'll jar you out of your meditation and you could get a headache and a bunch of things could happen like mentally where you'd have a bad experience. Um, but yeah, you de- definitely keep your phone away from you and you know, the hardest thing for me, I mentioned earlier, is like, I do a week of silence now. And the first year was like, what am I doing with my phone? Like, right, I hold it every day. It's always on me, emails, text, everything, running businesses, you know, so to be able to just put it down and not look at it for, you know, six days was, um, was interesting the first time. And now it's like, I don't even want to turn it back on. I'm like, I could just live like this all the time if I didn't want to achieve other things in life. Yeah. Yeah. What, so, so when you're saying you do the week of silence, this isn't just a week of not speaking to anyone or not, you know, speaking at all, but this is, you know, removing all types of, we'll call them distractions from your life. So phones and, you know, all of the, you know, the exterior out, uh, you know, noise, TVs, you know, all of that type of stuff is, is uh, removed. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So um, yeah, obviously no speaking, but also no text messages, emails, no radio, um, no TV, uh, no books, no reading, like nothing. You don't want wow. anything that you can just, you know, it's all about, again, tapping into yourself, your power, who you are, what you want. And then like that power of everything around you as well. Interesting. And, and yeah. do, you, do you do this in your home or do you, do you still go out at all at, during that time? Um. It's very difficult to do at home. I have to admit I tried and uh, yeah, it was a little too difficult. Um, so I'm part of the Chopra Center because that's what I'm certified through. Uh, they host them once a year. And next year I'm looking to host my own um, cool. just to bring everybody together. There's something special that happens when you're with you know, 50 people that are going through that same experience, even though everybody's having a different experience, right? Because you never know what's going on in somebody's head and like, obviously when you're not speaking or doing anything else, like the whole time is in your head. Um, so everybody has a very different experience, but at the same time, you're kind of going through the same thing as a group. Uh, so it makes it a little easier to, to complete it as well as something just kind of shifts in the environment where everybody seems to be doing better by the end. Interesting. I'm curious, you know, when you're in that environment, you know, are there, are there, is there kind of, uh, you know, how can I say this physical communication, like, you know, like a head nod or, you know, like winking or anything like that? Are you like, are you, are you supposed to like, again, have that non nonverbal communication, you know, you're still making that connection. And I'm not saying like in any type of like sexual way or anything like that. I'm just say, curious. Who are you winking at, Matt? What yeah. You right. Doing? You know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm curious if, if there's any type of communication, you know, whether that be, you know, just, you know, body language or again like nods or anything like that is there any communication that that happens between people like where you can still establish that connection or is it 
you know, basically I don't want to, I don't want to make any type of eye contact with anyone so that there's, you know, there's, there's no influence there. I'm just curious, you know, being in that environment, what that's like. Yeah. So in that, you know, that week of silence, obviously you still don't want to be, you don't want to be rude to everybody. Um, so you smile, you're eating meals together, you're making eye contact, you know, like here and there, um, you know, little shoulders or whatever. Um, but I think that so many people are, for the most part, especially after like the first day, are just going through their experience that it's really about kind of like what you're doing inside. And so you'd see yourself or obviously I'd see you and be like, kind of like, you know, as we walked by going to, you know, a meal or something, but it wasn't, you wouldn't be trying to like create some type of communication with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, It's more of yeah. just like easy gestures, but somehow like, you'll find that there's certain people that you're just resonating with and you'll build like a really good rapport with them or relationship almost. And you've never said a word, like, you know, nothing about them, but you feel like, you know, their whole life story because you've kind of created one in your head. And it's always interesting how deep of a connection you can make with somebody that you've never actually spoken with. That, that is, and I'm, I'm curious, do you, do you ever get into any, like studying any, um, like uh, personal like vibrations or anything like that. Like, you know, seeing if, like you said, you resonate with, you know, that, yeah. that other person. Um, do you feel like that's because maybe you are, you know, on that, that same frequency, you're operating at that same frequency as, as someone else, you know, when you, when you get into, you know, sort of personal energies and that. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I would agree with that. Yeah. You know, and then again, I think that being in an environment where everybody's let's call it in some type of meditative state, right? Raises the frequency of the whole area and kind of lifts everybody up to levels that they're usually not tapping into because they're by themselves. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Right. And this is, this is uh, definitely something I've tried it before in my life. And uh, I don't think that I was in the right place or the right, the right, uh, I didn't have the right mental fortitude, I guess we can say at the time to really want to, to try to do it. But, uh, this has been, this has been enlightening and I, I'm going to definitely start trying to practice this. No, trying is a bad word. I'm definitely going to start, uh, practicing this in my life. So perfect. Well, good job. I'm glad that, uh, you know, you're going to create your stillness, have even more success. And part of the secret sauce going forward is going to be stillness for you. I love it. I love it. And if people want to learn more about you, your, your services, how would they reach out and get in touch? Yeah. The best way is uh, stillness to success.com, or you can follow me on Instagram at Ken Cladoris, which I'm it. sure the spelling will be in the show notes or on the yes. title. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it, it's uh, two, uh, uh, is it T-O or is it number two? Uh, it's T-O. T-O. Okay. Got it. Excellent. For everybody's driving in the car, they want to make sure that they knew how to knew how to spell that so well they both go to the same place just because ah. i knew so many people were going to make the mistake um, there you go smart so, smart yeah. one step ahead <laughs> yeah love it love it ken this is really really cool um thank you so much for the time and uh i'm going to to go and meditate and try to uh uh you know put some of these learnings into practice here so thank awesome. you thank you so much and uh, it was a pleasure thanks for listening and remember pass the secret sauce